Hello and welcome yeah. back to Last Guys Off the Bench, the podcast where you get expert NBA analysis from expert lifetime bench warmers. Uh, we might not be as big as Brooklyn's big three. We might not even be a little three, but we are three guys. My name is Josh Kane, and of course, I am here with Darcy Fraley and Juan Aranda. Darcy and Juan, how are you guys doing today? There's Good three to of see us. You. <laughs> There's three. There's three of us. There are yeah. three of us. I like that. Yeah, that's that's got to be the new name for the pod. This is facts. There's three of us. <laughs> All right, we are recording today's pod on Thursday, January 14th, and let's get right into the big news. Um, the only news, really. Oh, wait, we're wait. Gonna... Josh, did you yeah. see that Torian Prince was traded? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, that Torian Prince trade, huge. Yeah, I feel Great. like Exum... Was it him for Exum or I don't know something something pretty major crazy. steal? Yeah, yeah. major I mean, steal, dude. Dante Exum, Abs. he he's still nineteen. Hey, hey, Dante Exum's on like a nine million dollar contract. That's pretty solid. <laughs> Actually, I'm high on that Exum contract. Is he still healthy? Uh, I feel he's like he's like, hurt every time I look. He's like seven million he basically overpaid. Is. <laughs> he's just like you pay him. He's like the Keith Van Horn contract they used to pass around when he was like retired. <laughs> Van Horn, he'd be called up just to like come to the practice facility for like two days straight so they could actually like legally trade him or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was on somebody's pod over the summer. It was like, uh, yeah. he like was in the conference room just reading a book for two weeks. <laughs> like, what? And a, a league official literally came to like check and make sure that he was there. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I did not know that. Yeah, greatest net, man. All right, well, let's get back to the real news. Um, as I said, today is Thursday, January 14th, and yesterday, Wednesday, January 13th, the Harden trade finally happened. Guys, it happened. We've been talking about it for so long. Tuesday night, Harden had a press conference after an abysmal game, his last game with Houston, where he basically said, our problems here are unfixable. I have given my all to Houston. There's nothing more that I can do and I need out. He said this in a press conference. So obviously all hands are on deck. He all to that and yesterday, club. Exactly. And yesterday, I don't know about you guys, but at least for me, I had nothing else to do. So I was just like refreshing Twitter constantly, waiting for that Woj bomb, waiting for that Shams bomb. Like my life was on pause, solely sitting oh, around the straight. It finally so you happened. Thought, you thought it was like, oh, it's happening today. You had no doubts. <laughs> oh, it was definitely happening on Wednesday. There was so much momentum, at least all the reports that were coming out. There was huge momentum on Houston's side to get this deal done. And early on in the day, a lot of the momentum was going towards Philly. Everyone thought that Harden was definitely going to Philly, but that's not what happened. Simmons was on the table. Simmons I was on the table. I still think they made a mistake, but, you know. Who deal. made the mistake? Like the, the, the Rockets? Rockets? The Rockets. <laughs> you wanted them that bad, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. I, didn't, I don't want them. I didn't want them. Oh, you don't? No, no. But go ahead. Gotcha. Keep going, Josh. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give my thoughts then. Teams involved. Houston Rockets. Brooklyn Nets, Indiana Pacers, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Rockets receive Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodians Carux. They get three unprotected Brooklyn first rounders in 2024, 2022, and 2026. One Milwaukee unprotected first rounder in 2022. And then four Brooklyn first round swaps that are also unprotected in 21, 23, 25, 27. So that's a total of eight unprotected picks that they're basically getting the draft rights to. Yeah, those swaps. Plus they get Victor Oladipo. That's killer. All those swaps. Nets receive James Harden. That's it. (laughs) Pacers get Karis LeVert from the the Nets, but through Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they also get a second rounder from Cleveland. And then the Cavs 
snuck in to grab Jared Allen and Tarian Prince as well. Yeah, so lots of moving parts. Honestly, that was probably like the worst minute of production on this podcast ever, just reading through this entire list of <laughs> like what this trade is held. But you know what I think is funny? Well, like the pick swaps, right? Like you're you're trading on the idea that they're gonna be better, right? They got the big three now. Uh-huh. I I just like how just like to prove a point, I guess they throw the pick swaps in there, even though you're never gonna trade your better pick for theirs. No, dude, just, dude, 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 no, like, come on, twenty by twenty twenty three, this team could be completely different. I mean, that's two true. of those guys could be off the team. We saw, we've 30s, seen man. last time. That's what happened to the Nets we've last seen, time. Yeah, we've seen Brooklyn do this before. Brooklyn did this before, and Boston got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum <laughs> out of it. Yeah, well, I guess okay, I was thinking, but KG and Paul Pierce were also thirty six, like or thirty five, or these guys are yeah. 32, but. Still, like that 2025, 2027, like those, those two pick swaps, right. that's a problem. Those are, those are, that's going to be rough. <laughs> but like next year's pick swap, like why? <laughs> but that is also, that is where Houston is able to get their value in this trade. Because you know the picks, the picks coming from Milwaukee in 2022 and then the, the 2021 picks, like all those are going to be in 25 to 30 range, right? So like that clearly is not enough for a player like James Harden. So so the Nets literally have to mortgage their future six years down the road to just try and ensure that this yeah, happens. Sure. It's the only way they can get done. Yeah, these, the yeah. Nets twenty unprotected twenty twenty two like that's probably a wash, right? It's it'll be fine. You get the pick, great. Twenty twenty one, you're not yeah. going to swap this year. Twenty twenty three, you might. And twenty twenty four, but you're right. It you might. You know, like no, Kyrie I, might be gone in two months. <laughs> That's true, but I think if Kyrie's gone, the team gets better. So I think <laughs> you make the twenty-four, the 24 pickle watch too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I like the trade for the Rockets. And, and yeah, you're right. So you're I, definitely right. The last two pick swaps make a lot more sense. I was just yeah. thinking the recent one, just to say they got four. You know what I mean? As opposed to just throwing three or two in there. Yeah. Well, it, it purely it purely is the publicity spin as well. Houston wants to be able to tell their fans, oh, we got four first rounders and four first round pick swaps. There is definitely just a, a sentiment behind that yeah. to help sell I, the trade across the board as well. I still can't believe in my mind, they didn't get a blue chipper, either Michael Porter Jr. or Ben Simmons. They got Victor Oladipo on an expiring contract who's they're not going to resign. So you don't think so? If they just do got well? first round picks? I don't, I don't think he's going to stay there. I just he's think that if they like, if they get a playoff, if they make a, playoff run well not a run but if they get into the playoffs i think they might resign him if they're a fun team you know i just don't know if he'll want to resign there he's unrestricted he's the, he'll be the guy i don't know let's break houston down a little bit more though three years sure. ago if we were looking at a team that included john wall and demarcus cousins and victor oladipo we would be floored we'd be fucking amazed no three years ago was when oladipo was starting to rise up that's when he was yeah, traded that's when thunder. he was no no he was he on the Pacers already? I thought he was on the Thunder and he was trash. On three years ago, he three was years ago was year one of the Pacers. Oh, okay, he was nasty yes. then. All right, yeah. So Houston has those three guys, regardless of Vicky Bodipo. Like right now, if we're talking about those three guys, if we're talking about Christian Wood still being on the team. They still have the rights to PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon, but those two guys, I feel like, are definite locks to be traded or at least be shopped around to try and get some sort of value out of them and to kind of do even more of a big reset in Houston, but. Regardless, what do you think of this team? Like, what do you what do you think this big this I don't want to call John Wall bogey and Oladipo big three, but what do you think those three can do? Medium three. 
I like their roster, but I like it before the trade too. Like I, I like Eric Gordon. I like PJ Tucker. I like Christian Wood. I like John Wall. I like Oladipo. You guys heard I was pretty bullish on him last week on the pod. Um, and I like Boogie. He doesn't look, he doesn't look right, but uh, I'm still hopeful, you know, it might take a little bit, but I like the roster. I like the team. I think Boogie is what he is now, right? What you're seeing now is as healthy as he's going to get. And it's as good as he's going to get. I think it's, it's been three years in a row of serious injuries. Like it's, that's it. You know, he can't, you can recover from one, maybe two, you can get to like 85% or something. I think this is it. That being said, if he's your third best player and he can give you like a solid double double, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Or fourth best player because it's it would be Wall, Oladipo, and whatever, and Wood, and whatever order you want to put yeah. them, and then Cousins. So I think they're a fun team. Like I'm going to be excited to watch this. Who do you think their closing five is? If you're if you're if you're down three points with three minutes left in the fourth quarter of playoff game, who's going to be on the floor for the Rockets? Not Cousins, for sure. but the other five. Yeah, I would say it'll be. You think it'll be Tucker and Gordon instead of Cousins, yeah. and they'll play small with yeah. Wood at the center. It's better than yeah. that is with Tucker. They're they're solid defensively. I mean, the weakest link there on defense would be John Wall, um, and mm-hmm. he can stay with guys at the very least when he's healthy. Um, yeah, I, I I hate overreacting to to a lot of these outcomes, and there isn't a winner for this trade. Like, there's not going to be a winner for this trade until eight years down the road when these picks actually go through and yada, yada, yada. But Houston's fun. Houston, Houston is in good shape. I think. Yeah. I mean, the Nets won the trade, but yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think. And you're right. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess I could come back and I, I, I do think it's dangerous to trade those kind of picks away. You never know. It could end up being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Then of course, yes. You lost but the trade the unless you want to chip. I think yeah. there's two differences, right? One, KG and Paul Pierce were way, way past their prime, right? Yeah. And you're trading for a Hall of Famer in his prime. This is 08 think, Celtics, not 2013 Celtics. Yeah. And I think at that 100%. point, you just, anytime you get the best player and it, you got a Hall of Famer, like you, you got, you know, a top 50 player ever. He's uh, a top minimum. five player in the league right now. And yeah, you, might, I think, you probably have two of them. Yeah, you have two top 10. The chances Three top that 20. one of those four picks is going to, turn out into a hall of famer is very small right like yeah i think you know even if they turned out let's say the one two of those picks turn out to be as good as jalen brown and jason tatum i still think the nets won granted we're going to look at this you know differently if they don't win a a chip you know yeah exactly exactly but you know that at the very least they're going to be right up there with the celtics with the sixers you know i think they bumped down the pacers and you know the heat yeah so i don't know they're conference finals for the next three years, or they should be, even if two of those guys are healthy. Yeah, that's true. Harden and and Harden is that good. And in today's NBA, if you want to contend, you need to go all in for right now. There, you can't you can't play the long game while also while mm-hmm. also doubling down on trying to win a chip. Now, like that's just not how it works anymore. Well, so, you can do that. First. I feel like you can do that with. Like the Celtics are a great example of a team that could do that with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Because they could have traded, I would much rather have Jalen Brown than Victor Oladipo and, and Picks. Well, honestly, I bet I don't, th- you, I don't know if that's like, on the table. I just Well, I bet you going into the season, something like that could have been on the table. But with the way that Jalen yeah. Brown in particular has been playing, Jalen Brown has been he took a he took a not even a step up. He took a leap this year. I feel like his oh, yeah, play yeah. was too good. He then was like a no go for Boston. Boston, it, no, 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 yeah, I, et cetera. And if I'm a Celtics so think, fan or a Sixers fan, 
just for Simmons, I didn't want to trade for Harden. I don't like watching Harden. I don't care if it makes us a little bit better and it gets us a little bit closer. I don't think it pushes either of those teams over the hump to win the finals or make the finals. How about, well, I guess let's start here. Do you think that the Rockets wanted both Tatum and Brown? Or in, in which case, like, yeah, the price is too high. I agree with the Celtics. Or do you think they wanted one or the other and the Celtics still were like, no? I think they wanted. It's a no. They weren't going to get both. That's like fucking crazy. Well, I mean, that's absolutely again, ridiculous. This isn't Do- Dejounte Murray and Lonnie Walker. Right, right, right. I get that, but what <laughs> I'm saying is, bonafide all stars. <laughs> only one has been an all star, and oh, Brown's on his way, man. Jalen Brown's going to be an all star this year. Probably, but you're missing the point, right? We're still talking about a top five player in the league. I can totally understand why the Rockets would ask for both. Now, I'm not saying that they thought it was in the realm of possibility. What I'm asking is the Celtics said the price, Danny Ainge said the price was too high. And what I'm saying is if it's only one, the price isn't too high. So I'm asking, do you think they were asking for both? Or do you think the Celtics were just like, no matter what, none of them are included in, in the trade? I think they said none of them are included. And I think that's Danny Ainge. You know, I'm not saying they should, right? You know, like you have, there's, a, there's an abundance of reasons why not to trade them even straight up. Like they're younger, you like what you're doing with your roster, yeah. But I just don't think that price is too high. Like I think well, that'd be I more was... than fair. Oh, I know. I think it's fair. I just wouldn't if I was the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. clearly, I think Celtics are better off for not making this deal. Uh, yeah, I I'm not saying hard. Yeah, I'm definitely not. You, you know, what I'm saying Josh. Like I'm definitely not saying either of them are better than Harden by any means. I just wouldn't make that trade. I just like yeah. I like the way, was, what they're was... building. I like what they're putting together. I'd rather. Just like I feel with the Sixers, I sure it'd be nice to win one chip with Harden and Embiid, but it's not guaranteed. And I'd rather watch what's going on right now and just like kind of root for who we who we brought up, kind of like a little a little more like yeah. a baseball thing. Like this is like somebody we brought for up sure. in our farm system. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. Just like you know, I'm, I don't want to like just be chasing all around for somebody who doesn't really want to be there or might change their mind in a month. Makes sense. I mean, and I don't know if it has to do with like getting burned with Kyrie, but. I was just more interested in. It probably does. Know, it probably does. To be honest, yeah, that probably, probably has. Yeah. Some um, some some hold. Just he the language that he used because I guess what I'm trying to say is the Celtics would have done the same thing that the Nets did. They would have given you Smart, and whoever what other other players you wanted and four and picks heartbeat. for Harden, right? Kemba, Smart, Tice, anybody, anybody, and everybody but Tatum and Brown. Right. So I, I just did. I. I just think like the. It, I don't think the price is too high. I think the Rockets probably wanted something reasonable and Danny Ainge just said no, which is fine. I just don't think why you have to tell your, your... I think it would be more honest if they just said we weren't going to trade Brown or Tatum and I think fans would feel a lot better than that. Yeah, than yeah. that. <laughs> I do think the Sixers might... I think they should have gone for it. I think, well, you're saying they that did, he was on the table. They put Simmons on the table, yeah. That's what they put Simmons on the table reported. 100%. But but I I wouldn't okay so if if we were gonna do that trade I wouldn't put any picks on the table maybe one one more I'll give you one so I'll give you like one in the middle of these years right 2023 2025 I'm not giving up anything else yeah I agree I just I'm I'm a little scared that like Simmons hasn't gotten that much better over the years he looks the same man and that's it's, a problem right like well, when is okay. that leap coming. How much of that? How much of that is 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 what's been around to him? Is yeah, it fair to I, th- say I that? definitely think that affects it, and it also affects him and Embiid playing together. It makes it difficult for him to shine. 
Um, I, I worry that he's not shooting enough. That's not, and I don't mean like outside or anything. I mean like just shots in general, like yeah. we're not putting him in a position that he's, he needs to score. And I think he needs to learn how to do that. Um, but let's say he doesn't develop any further. You're still looking at somebody who's a borderline all NBA player and all defensive team player. So I would be very disappointed if that's the, if, if he doesn't get any better, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that's because my expectations are really high. Right. I think it's context, you know, like yeah. he's one of the, one of the better rookies in the past few, right? Like, you know, Harden wasn't this as a rookie, right? And look at where he's at now, but he, he was really good. Mm-hmm. I think the expectation after Simmons rookie year was he's going to be a hall of famer, you know, he was the closest next closest thing to LeBron, right? That was the biggest thing. His cop yeah, was, was the LeBron comparison. James. Like that was literally his comparison. Yeah. And he's a beast. I mean, if he could he just still is physically physically he's still incredible is that he's incredible he's a, he's such a gifted passer i was watching the game we were we were on that group chat with all the all the guys for the fancy basketball um and we were everybody's complaining about simmons and i i hadn't i wasn't watching it live i watched it the next day and yeah i mean i am very frustrated with some of the things he does but he's such a gifted passer such a great defender make he always makes the right play so it's hard for me to be that frustrated with him he should be doing more but he's not He's just, he's so incredible when he's going downhill. Like oh, if man. he has any space or any, any speed at all heading yeah. towards the basket, he, he literally is like a magician out of those spaces, out of those lanes. Yeah. And it's watching him, even when, even when he's not, when his stats aren't popping or he's not, he's doing something that's pissing me off. At least he's putting the effort in um, on both ends of the floor. And he's such a willing and gifted passer. Um, Harden is somebody I just can't stand to watch. And he is an, yeah. he's an amazing passer. He, and, but he, everything about his game just pisses me off. Ball well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. They're opposites, the, for sure. Yeah. They're 100% opposites. The, the biggest thing with, with Harden, the biggest hole in his resume is a lot of – it's a lot of that just constant energy not being there. It's, it's, it's everything you just said, Darcy. And on top of that, it, it's the fact that he's disappeared when it matters most for years straight now granted his rockets team with with chris paul like two three years ago was on the verge of being the warriors they almost made it they were a hamstring injury away from possibly beating them but regardless regardless okay, but, but they still had another game that next the game seven was there yes exactly win, man and he just Harden, he didn't Harden has spent his career kind of choking in those big moments the biggest caveat to this trade is that like Harden is unarguably the the best offensive scorer in the league for the past three, four, five years running, I think. He, he's literally won the scoring titles. Regular season, he's won yeah, those moments. Durant's the second. <laughs> Durant's the second, and right now, Durant is the guy who's going to be standing next to Harden. Durant is a guy who Harden can very easily defer to whenever the hell he wants, and it Absolutely. doesn't, frankly, with Kevin Durant on the floor, it doesn't matter if Harden wants to play hard in the final seconds of the game. It literally doesn't matter because the ball's going to be in Katie's hands anyways. Yeah. So, like, yeah. theoretically, this is actually the best possible situation that Harden could be going into, and it's it's why he wanted this trade to happen. It's why Brooklyn wanted to make it happen as well. Yeah. You know, here this is my theory right here. This is whether or not the Nets are going to survive, and the moment that's going to break make or break them. If Kyrie Irving says what he said about KD, like, oh, it's so great to have a third guy that can I can trust to take that last shot, then they're going to win the finals. But he could so easily break this team up, the chemistry up, if he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we still got two great guys that could take the last shot. 
So um, speaking of Kyrie, and that's such a great point, Juan, I'd move him if I can. If he comes back for a couple of weeks, I'd be like, I'm going to try and shop him and see if I can get something like Jared Allen and, you know, some other um, guard. Can I get that back? So you're basically just going to trade Kyrie back to the Cavs to get Jared Allen again? No, I just mean somebody (laughs) like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Back to the Cavs. (laughs) Hypothetical. What if they made it so that Kyrie went – I mean, the trade would have looked differently with the other parts, but if they made it so that Kyrie went to Houston and Oladipo went to the Nets. I'm into that. Would you like that? I'm into that. That'd be cool, right? (laughs) Yeah, well (laughs) – You know what's what's frustrating, of course, right, with – with Kyrie is just like the inconsistency. So one, just in injuries, like his um, un- being unavailable because of that. And then two, just like whatever the hell is going on now and like where his head is right now, like it's clearly not with basketball. And I'd rather just have somebody who's going to show up day in, day out, like Karis Levert, like Victor Oladipo. Um, I'd much rather have one of them than, than him right now at 80% of what Kyrie can give you just because they're going to be there. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm thinking though, if they don't shop them, the, the, they're not they going to shop really, them. They're not going to shop them. I, could I think at the trade they, deadline, they might, dude. It depends how it goes. But I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't see it. I just don't see it. The I can see them treating like, them like Kawhi. You. <laughs> no, honestly, it's either going to be, it's going to be, Kyrie is going to be playing for Brooklyn this year. Or he's just not going to be playing at all. I don't want to speculate too much. No one should speculate too much about what's happening with Kyrie right now. Cause no one knows other than Kyrie Irving, but he's either going to be playing for the Nets or he's just not going to play this year for whatever well, I think reason. He's gonna, I think he's going to play with the Nets. I'm not saying he's not going to come back at all. I just then think they're going to try and chop him. I don't know. I think it's a, cause the, the, the rumor or like the idea is that he missed the personal reason was it was his sister's birthday. And like, at the end of the day, you know, I'm thinking like, I would totally not tell my job that I like went to an event for my brother's birthday. Right. Like I would totally do that. And you can say like, well, he's like, he has a bigger responsibility, but his whole thing has always been my life is bigger than basketball. And if he's acting like his life is bigger than basketball, I could totally see him being okay with missing a week of games because he has to isolate or whatever. So I, it's like, he's acting in, in ways that we knew he would because he's already told us. What do we think about this deal for the Pacers? Yeah, I like this. I love this for the Pacers, actually. I love right. Levert. How long is Levert under contract? Because they just got out of Oladipo's expiring. He's under contract through. So, so big thing the Pacers. They now have four starters who are under contract through the 2022 2023 yeah, season. Dope. Karis Levert is there. Malcolm Brogdon's there. Demontis Sabonis is there. And Miles Turner is there as well. So, those four guys are set for this team for the next three years. Because of this trade, because of getting Old Depot off the books, Indiana was also able to go under luxury tax. And on top of that, you you get an asset for Old Depot who was expiring and who was not going to resign there. He made yeah. it very clear he wasn't going to be back in Indiana. And they were able to to flip that for a player like Levert who can seamlessly just fit right into where Old Depot was playing on this team. Yeah, probably a better fit just because he doesn't have the same expectations Old Depot did. Not a better yeah. player, but his floor is probably just as just as good. His ceiling is a little lower, but fits better with Brogdon and Sabonis. I mean, last week our, our biggest conversation point for the Pacers was basically surrounding the idea of like who is their guy. When we when we talked on the pod last week, we didn't know who who their closer was, who who was the leader of this team, and and getting getting old people out of there definitely kind of helps fix that a little bit. There's yeah. still going to be some of the same problems because I mean, Karis Levert is still a ball dominant guard. He's still someone who needs the ball in his hands to succeed. 
or at least likes the ball in his hands to succeed at his highest level. But they're going to get, they're going to be better this year because they have Levert instead of Oladipo, 100%. And they're going to be better for the future too. Yeah. I think the first few weeks where like Levert's still adjusting while they're playing even more through Sabonis are going to be so fun. It's oh gonna my be God. Like, oh, it's going to be great. I love watching that team, man. They're so fun it's to gonna watch. It's going to be great. Did you, all, did you all watch um, the Golden State Warriors versus Pacers game a couple nights ago? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I caught some of it. Honestly, you're going to hate me for saying this, but the Draymond versus Sabonis matchup, like Draymond on defense versus Sabonis on offense, was it was <laughs> awesome. It was just awesome basketball. <laughs> he looks, he looks a little bit better on defense than he has the past like at least a year or two. Draymond is washed on offense, but he's definitely turned back turned back the dial or turned up the dial, whatever you want to say on defense. He's, well, he's, he's, he's more still, like himself. He's still a great passer. Um, he, he just, just like, can't shoot. He isn't can't looking score. to score. So yeah, which is fine. But it, regardless, yeah, I, I recommend anyone. If you just want to see two guys on the court battling out against each other, Sabonis yeah. first Draymond was, was the real deal. Um, real primetime matchup. You guys think Oladipo is going to be on the move again? I kind of think they might trade him. Really? Unless they're going to sign him. I just think they're going to trade him at the trade deadline. He wants to go to Miami, right? That's what he's been saying. He wants what to the be Miami. My, they're not going to get anything from Miami. They're going to get a pick, maybe. And it's oh, worth it, I guess. This is important. I was going to bring this up. Speaking about teams that like the the value, the uh, request was too high. So apparently, what they wanted, along with picks, right? I don't know what the picks were, but in terms of players, they wanted Hero, Robinson, Nunn, and then their rookie, Precious. I don't know how to pronounce his last That's name. it. That's all they wanted. That's, they wanted with those picks. four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Wait, from, so if if that was like you're saying, if Miami would have tried to trade for Harden, that's what the deal would have had to be. That's what be. that's what the Rockets wanted, according to some Heat. Would have did it in a second? Because think about okay, Hero is a good prospect. Robinson is a fine player that you can replace with a lot of other people, and then yep. Nunn's not really uh, he's not going to be somebody who's going to play in your rotation in the playoffs as we saw. And then Precious yeah. is a fine prospect, but pennies on the dollar i would have did that in a second well they also they also wanted two first round picks and four pick swaps oh, i would have, i would have gave up four first round picks and four pick <laughs> i would have did it all the thing is that seems that seems like the classic the heat are trading in a way four quarters to get a dollar bill like, yeah that's, that's that ridiculous like. Yeah. <laughs> like hero hero might never he might make one all-star team like, he's a good player i just like i don't know if he's gonna get much better than that i think uh in that organization, he'll, you know, have room to grow. I think you're right that he'll yeah. never be James Harden. Um, Definitely not. I think. Well, can he be Jimmy Butler? They, I, that's really that. Can right. he? Can he give you 24 and four? Maybe. Maybe. At some point. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Well, it's interesting because maybe they're also looking at it as like, well, that's two starters and like a guy that's going to be in the rotation. They don't get. They don't care about none. They're not going to resign him. But you can replace. Rob- but, I know. Yeah, I'm not trying. I love Duncan Robinson. I really, I really like him, but. You can find somebody who gives you ninety percent of that off the street. <laughs> I mean, he's like putting up Curry levels of efficiency on the three. So I don't know about that, but you're right. The three and D is the you name know what I game. mean. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of guys that can do that. So yeah, you're, you're right. Like that's what I'm saying. Like speaking of teams that overvalued their players, right? Next, next thing we know, Darcy Fraley is going to be getting a call to join join the Miami yeah. Heat and fill that Duncan Robinson spot. <laughs> <laughs> if I had another eight inches, maybe he was like six eight. Dude, I just that's crazy. So okay. The Rockets would. You're thinking the Rockets would have said yes to that. They that's what they were asking well, for. The way that they presented it was this is what the Rockets' price was. Got you. Hardy. Per your sources. Yeah. 
Per <laughs> whatever heat sources. Per wants. Like, no, no, no. You own it, man. Yeah, per wants well, heat sources. You know, Levitar, Shams. For my connections with the heat insiders, um, yeah. this is what I'm hearing. Uh, it's a valuable source, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's a fucking steal. Yeah. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do wow. it. Wow. Wow. But like, you also have to think like exactly how you said Harden, Butler, and uh, Bam. I think that's like that's a, that's a contender. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a really good team. Yeah, that's a, and you still have Dragic. Yeah. yeah, you still have him running the point. Yeah, that team is nasty. Yeah. Oh hell no, Dragic. Dragic could be. The, the I mean, off the bench, he could run the second unit, then come Dude. out for crunch time. Drip Dragic. Right? Like he's nasty. Yeah, I mean, that would be yeah. that would be fun. Let's um, let's pivot. Let's pivot again. We talked, we hit on um, what this trade meant for the Pacers. Let's hit on briefly what it means for Cleveland. Do we have to? Because we do. <laughs> we do. Because no, honestly, at the end of the day, like Jared, Jared Allen, Jared Allen's really good. Jared he is Allen really is good. Really I can't good. believe, they, I can't believe they just gave him up for like fucking nothing, man. He's 22, 23 years old. And, and Cleveland was able to get a guy who's going to be a future all-star center for a pick that's going to end in the 25 or 30 range in the first round. He's a 20 that's and a 10 dude. Fucking man. steal. Yeah. So I don't know what Cleveland's doing because they're basically the new Detroit right now because they have so many big men on the roster. They have Andre Drummond. They have Kevin Love. They have Larry Nance Jr. JaVale McGee. And now they add Jared Allen into the mix. Yeah. I'm sure there are moves to come. I'm sure it's not going to shake out that way for the rest of the season where all those guys are vying for time. They're trying to fit them into the rotation. But at the end of the day, like Jared Allen He's not, he's not a, I don't want to call him a rare talent, but he is, he, he, he is a guy who any team would dream to have under contract for a while to have the rights yeah, to. He's, he's a Cleveland's starting center. It. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland's got it. So great move for them. Yeah. I don't know what they're me, doing, but it's still a great move. Let me ask you this because, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong <laughs> and I want, I want to hear your opinion, but I think Jared Allen is an, is a perfect example of a player that's right on the grant line. What I mean by that is on a good team, he won't put up 20 and 10. But on a bad team, oh, he'll give you 20 and 10 every night. I think he can give you 20 and 10 by accident. Yeah. I don't even, I I don't even think he, he – you don't need to run plays for him. He's just like – he's a pick and roll he's monster. He's the standard of the basket. And, he gets and he 10 run, and, pick, and roll. Yeah, he gets 10 and 10 now with like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's my point. Like he's putting he, – He's getting starter level minutes, and he was putting up eleven and ten. Twenty on minutes is not starter level minutes, bro. No, no, no. Twenty minutes is not starter. DeAndre. No, he yeah. was starting. No, but what I'm saying is he was playing twenty seven minutes a game in those eleven games with the Nets. Twenty seven minutes a game is a starter or the six man. Yeah. Um, and eleven and ten I, on like a really good team is respectable. That's his role. My point yeah. is, I see him as like a good player on a great team or like a twenty and ten guy on a bad team, yeah. which is the Grant line. Josh, what do you think? Where does he fall above or below the grant line? I think he's so all right. He it's a good one. This is tricky. It's this is really this is a really good one. <laughs> he would put up less stats on a bad team than Jeremy Grant is doing right now. Yeah. But he would be but Allen would be more important for a future yes. title contender. Dude, I completely sure, sure. agree. He's below the grant yes. line for me because of that, but I think he's I'd rather have him on a on a winning team. 100. That sounds so bad because Jeremy Grant was just on a winning team and he was fine. So I'm not saying it because yeah. of but, his personality. But he just... wasn't doing. But I mean, we can break it. We can break this down and go hardcore and define the Grant line yeah, as yeah. we dive into this more. But he was Jeremy Grant wasn't that meaningful for Denver. Definitely he wasn't not. that meaningful. He did. He did. He just, he did he, yeah, 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 absolutely. 
He should have watched those. Think, but you're right. No, but if you he should oh. he, if you watch those games, his play was just not up to the level. He he was the guy who disappeared on the court, and he didn't know he, he wasn't was doing any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. offensively. Well, and defensively, he was okay. I I I didn't. I yeah, never got the hype. Defensively, I think he was fine. listen. Defensively, Denver was a wreck last year. Jeremy Grant didn't change that for the better. Yeah, like, they were still a wreck, even though he was their premier win defender. Like he, yeah, yeah. they didn't lose think, out on not having him anymore. In the playoffs, it felt like at at least you know the way that I my reading on the thing was like he wasn't that good offensively. He didn't provide anything on that roster, but they were like man like we need those 18 grant minutes because <laughs> we're so bad on defense not because so he's a bad yeah exactly no, they're so the bad thing. that he was like uh, we at least he could like all, stay in front of somebody all yeah. i remember is watching him play 20 plus minutes a game and like literally not get a single rebound <laughs> he went throughout all the playoffs and i swear there there were stretches where yeah. he ended the game with like one rebound max yeah. He would have been the worst fantasy player on a fantasy on a playoff. Yeah, like he just he literally disappeared. So five one one. I love this. This is great. Yeah, like okay. So and going back to Jared Allen, just to bring it full circle here, like Jared Allen is always going to give you ten and ten. I just I just don't see him not doing that. Do it with his eyes closed. With his eyes closed, guaranteed he's going to get rebounds. And all you have to do is dump him. He's going to pick up a bunch of garbage, you know, garbage points. Somebody like bounced it off the backboard off a double team and he's gonna pick it up and score yeah that's fair right it was just more so like i because i that's how i consider the grant line right you're right that like in terms of the role on a team i think that yes jared allen on a on a championship team is way more valuable than jeremy grant i just see him on cleveland as the guy that's gonna put up 22 and 10 because he can because there's no one else there well, <laughs> well right now there are too many people yeah, there so <laughs> hopefully he'll get that chance you know in terms I, of big men you're right you're right as long I as he's not third in the depth chart they're gonna have to trade i mean drama if they Drummond get rid of love. three nights ago Drummond literally took like 18 19 shots in a game and Dude, i mean <laughs> like love it he's good I, though he is good like i know he, but if he's, he's above just, the grant he, line Yes, I would. I would rather, I would rather have Jared Allen than Andre Drummond on a championship team. On any team? It, no, 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 no. You're saying Drummond's <laughs> below the Grant line? You'd rather have no. Jeremy Grant than Drummond? What has Drummond ever done? He's Drummond, a beast. He was stuck in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Detroit yeah, is like, the place a, where he, careers wait, go to die. Full, full circle, Jeremy Grant right now. Drummond was in Detroit. Jeremy's in Detroit. <laughs> dude, okay. okay. So Drummond, then Drummond from the Grant goes, line. <laughs> yo, yo, dude. If, no, 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 dude. Drummond, Drummond's good, man. No, I, he's fifteen, ten, and four blocks, man. He's like fifteen, fifteen, he's and four blocks. He's na- yeah. He's. Good. I really like Drummond though. I just Me think too. terrible roster construction. Blake Griffin couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. You know that wasn't like he he was stuck. Detroit is a place where careers go to die. That's like if, if Drummond got mm-hmm. traded to the Clippers. That'd be on, fun. Come deal. on, man. That'd be a big That'd be deal. Fun. Come on. You can't I guarantee you Cleveland. I guarantee you Cleveland will be shopping Drummond around. Yeah, him and so Kevin the Love gotta is, go. He's expensive this year, Free but he's on Love. an expiring. Like oh, the Celtics. Think... Sorry, Juan. Oh. You just just because you said the expiring and like I know it's a big number, but they have that huge uh, Hayward Trade exception. Yeah. yeah, they he would be great there because I mean I love Tice, but he's like six seven. So yeah. remember we had a whole discussion how I thought he was like six ten or something. Yeah, I mean yeah, that was brilliant. He's tiny. <laughs> um, no, but you're you're absolutely right. That's a great because I was gonna say the only the only place he has value is on a team who needs like one more spot, one more mm. like the Gasol trade, right? Like just a team that's like 
knows they just need a, another player to make sure they get over that hump. Right, He'd be good there, too. Crazy. Yeah. He'd be good with the Lakers if they wanted to upgrade from Gasol. That's true. I, I That's love true. Gasol there. I think he's going to be so good with them in the playoffs. But I mean, he's been I, looking pretty rough. Yeah, what, like, what if he and even, go, even going back to even going back to Toronto? Yeah, like he looked rough in the playoffs, and I I think personally I overvalued a bit of that deal because I don't know how much Gasol is actually going to contribute onto the court. But it sounds great. Like it still sounds great to me. Like just saying that yeah, loud. Yeah. Oh, LeBron added Marcus Gasol to this team. Like sounds sounds phenomenal. Well, he's like such a good. I haven't watched enough Lakers games because they're blacked out here. But every once in a while, I'll put one on after it's been three days when I can actually watch them. Um, mm. he's a really good passer, man. I mean, and he, he's always been that way, but like, he's super smart. They give it to him at the top, like on the elbow or kind of like Powell when they, when they had Powell with Kobe, like you can run stuff through him. You can run your whole offense through him, not because he's shooting just because he's that good of a passer from the post, um, or, or from the top of the key. And I think it's going to be really valuable for them in the, in the playoffs. Well, he's 35. He's, yeah. which is like for, he looks like he's 37. <laughs> Like those two years make a difference. He's a little <laughs> slow out there. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. Bring this full circle. I think regardless of the new Dante super Exxon. team, regardless of the new super team that's <laughs> in Brooklyn, I I still think the Lakers are gonna win the chip this year. The best team. The, no the best question. they're the they're they're kind of on a big like screw you tour right now and they're like they're demolishing teams like Dennis, every night Dennis that Schroeder, they play it was this is this is the perfect time where a normal lebron team just kind of coasts through and doesn't actually play hard and loses games that they should be winning yeah. and that's the exact point in the news cycle when everyone starts questioning lebron and like this team construction and that's when like we've gone through the cycle like 15 times for lebron now <laughs> but but this year this year they're just saying fuck that and like they're just they're destroying everyone that they face on the court he's playing great and uh and schroeder's playing amazing like that, t- that team is is killing it and i think if uh, horton tucker if they can keep giving him some good minutes right now get him ready for the playoffs so that he can contribute 15 20 minutes in the playoffs team's deep they got nine guys i think and the biggest thing the biggest thing is that with this recent harden trade uh, it was the second time in two years we've seen a team completely like mortgage their future draft capital to acquire like an all NBA caliber player. Mm-hmm. The Lakers did it to get AD and we're talking about now how brilliantly that's worked out. So, so the same thing could easily happen in Brooklyn. We don't fully know, but, yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, the Lakers gave up a lot. Lakers know. gave up players and I mean, picks. I mean, like they, in different, like they, they gave, gave up, up play, yeah. all the picks, all the swaps, and all of their <laughs> all their players. Like, I mean, it was a little steep for me, but I because only because no, I didn't it was, know who they it were bidding against. But I mean, yeah. but it was also it ended up being regardless, it ended up being one hundred percent worth it because they yeah, won the like you're not gonna like right? all, like, like at a, yeah. a certain point, it's not gonna be like, am I gonna should I not throw Josh Hart and two picks in? Like, yeah, whatever. At that point, it's just like <laughs> okay, you don't think. I mean, I think it's pretty similar, right? Because it was also four picks. It was also the pick swaps. And then, you know, Karis LeVert compared to like, like well, I guess maybe Brandon Ingram's panned out. So that one maybe, but Ingram still. Ingram was a like, prospect at that point. So, yeah, but, but and then Lonzo and Hart, be. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lonzo was also a great prospect. Hart was a th- like 3 and D. Like you knew he could play in your rotation. He's somebody who can be on a playoff team. I think LeVert is in between Lonzo and Ingram. Even yeah, when that deal was happening, like I would have valued him more than Lonzo, but Lonzo would have been right there. He's 
He was, he was yeah. what was the second? I would, right now, I would take Levert over Lonzo. Oh, 100%. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I was going back to the trade when they traded. Okay, Lonzo. okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, gotcha. no, I'd take Levert over Lonzo too. Um, but when they traded Lonzo, I, when they traded Lonzo, I'd value him at the same, about the same as I'd value Levert now. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Levert's older, more polished, but Lonzo had more upside at that point. And he, yeah. I mean, you could, Could've. Lonzo, I thought he was going to be like Jason Kidd, man. Yeah, me too. Man, it's not too late. He's dealt with some, he's dealt with some injury 19. problems to start this year. He's still 19. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Ingram's still 18. So Jason Tatum, they're all fine. They're all fine. I just they're like, dude, you'll never get me off the soapbox of Kevin O'Connor just shitting all over. Wait, wait, can I, Kevin O'Connor, Kevin O'Connor just like unveiled that he's releasing a new NBA podcast with the Rainer mm-hmm. and it's called NBA University. And it's oh, God. all about the only things we're going to be talking about are the young players in the NBA. Oh my <laughs> and that's, God. there's never been something that's been more like Kevin O'Connor. I'm going like, to, I'm going to follow it's, and it's unfollow incredible. just so I can unfollow. <laughs> Ooh. All right, Darcy. All right, Juan. We've got some live basketball to go watch. We've got some, some actual games to tune into. So we should sign things off. But on that note, I do think that, the Harden trade as it happened with all the buzz that was being created before it happened and the huge fallout after it happened. Like that is why I love the NBA and I love watching games live. I love like, I'm not trying to, to downgrade like watching a live game or watching a playoff game and like feeling that intensity and seeing that brilliance happen on the court. But at the end of the day, sometimes I love talking about stories like this and projecting about what might happen in the future more than I enjoy just sitting down and talking about what is actually happening. And I'm glad we get to do that tonight because this has been really fun. Feels like a video game. It's like when you're like in 2k and you're like trading people away to like get somebody (laughs) nasty back. Like, can you get like hardened for, you're like, Oh, they accepted like the computer accepted. this, (laughs) This happens. This happens so much now though. Like a huge blockbuster deal like this. It's the second time that's happened in like two years. Like it's, it's, yeah, I think it's really fun. I think it could also maybe be a bit too much if this keeps happening year after year after year after year. But right now, it's a damn fun ride, and Listen. I'm glad we can we can pod through it. Glad we kept Simmons, and it was fun to watch it from the other side. The Nets will be one of my last teams to watch on League Pass, so or first just to see how you know. I won't be tuning in you'll, often. <laughs> you'll you'll tune into them for their first game or two, and then you yeah. won't again until the playoffs. Like, I'm good. That's yeah. how it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the first one when they're all there, right? Because I think Harden's going to play before Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to drop Joe Harris for my fantasy basketball team? What no, shots he's going to take? I know. He'll <laughs> get he'll he'll, he'll get, get he'll get threes, though. Yeah, yeah. No, he'll clean. get eight wide open looks each game. Yeah, that's how it's going to so turn out. Make four of them, and then it's probably worth keeping them. So yeah. you're right. I'll hold on to him for now. We'll see how it goes. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week to kind of maybe recap more of the fallout from this Harden trade, but then also just just start talking some real basketball again. My name is Josh Kane, and for Darcy Fraley, for Juan Aranda, we're signing off. We are last guys off the bench. Peace, Peace out. Peace.